Hi everybody and welcome back to the Goldbridge Saves Football podcast. It's Friday, which means we're looking forward to the weekend. Manchester Derby, but also a very niche game that could have massive ramifications on Europe. We've also got a special Pratt of the Week edition because there's been so many this week. And we're going to be ranking the top five Premier League captains at the moment plus the top five Premier League captains of all time. I'm excited about that, Will. Yeah, very excited. You've already been spouting nonsense off camera. I'm ready to... Where's uh, Morgan? Yes, exactly. I'm ready to put you in the bin. I've had four pints of Guinness and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to tell some home truths. Are you really? Yes, I'm, I'm ready to tell you everything I've ever felt about you. Well, where are we going to start off with? Because it is Manchester Derby weekend, but there are a few other games going on. I'm, You know what? I'm going to do Goldbridge freestyle. I'm like, Brian May, give me a tune on the guitar. I'm just going to play it. I haven't even picked my Goldbridge. How, what's the score anyway? How much am I winning by? The the current scores are 43-36. Oh, seven clear. Because of an incident that happened at the weekend. Okay, well, we can talk about yes. that. I know, I know. Uh, so I just want to get into it because it pains me. And you were gloating on your stream after I sent you a private message, which you brought up live on air, which is always nice to do. All I'm going to say is Lewis Dunk is going to get more mentions than he'll ever get on any podcast this week. He's delivered and he's in another section as well. But uh, let's get on to it. Um, actually, just while we're on that, I um, want to talk about the Manchester Derby, but let's, let's no, we'll, we'll save the captain's bit. Let's talk Manchester Derby. Let's talk the Premier League weekend. Um, um, what, what, what? It's, it should be a massive, massive game, but to be honest with you, it, it's not. I think it's one of them, it's like when you get to the third or fourth, you know Pirates of the Caribbean? Pirates of the Caribbean comes out, you're absolutely buzzing. Pirates of the Caribbean 5 without, I don't think Orlando Bloom's in it, Kieran Knightley's in it. It's a bit like that. It's lacking star power. You know what's going to happen. The story's been written and we all know the result at the end of the day. Hmm. Yeah, never liked Pirates of the Caribbean. To be no, honest, no. What with you. are you more of a Star Wars? I like Star Wars. Yeah, but I, I, I Game of Thrones to, wouldn't want to go against Star Wars, Lord of the Rings as their fan bases. It's like going against Taylor Swift. You don't want to bring her name up. Start bench cell. Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Oh, you're in trouble there. Yeah, that's go on then. Do it. Do it now. Yeah. Start Star Wars, bench. Harry Potter sell Lord of the Rings. Oh, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. They don't upset the Lord of the Rings crew. But no, I think in relation to the Manchester Derby, yeah. Um, it, it, I was talking about on the preview on United stands. The the problem with this game is that it's, it's it, it, as a United fan, we're going there to park the bus yeah. and try and get a scrappy draw or maybe a miracle one nil. We're not going there to get on the ball. We're not going there to you know, give them a game. It's the same as Anfield before Christmas. Big game, big rival, but we're, just not, we're not in a position for a multitude of reasons to go there and have any confidence. So that that detracts from the spectacle. I feel like you've had worse situations going to Man City though. I remember, and doing well. Like I remember I was at that, the Etihad when Pogba, yeah. timely mentioned Pogba, but turned it around in the second half. So I think you've definitely had worse teams go there it's just the aura in the field around the club I don't know if it's just the general football mood at the moment but it just feels like you know five wins one loss it's like that classic thing of everyone focusing on the negative Forrest picks it up again but it still feels like there's dark clouds around United yeah 100% I don't fancy us to get a win out of it but one one, one big topic out of it, I suppose. It's been going on for a long time. I think he gets a lot of bad press, Bruno Fernandes, but he's not playing well at the moment. But the captaincy thing is remarkable in a sense that, you know, a lot of people think he needs replacing as Manchester United captain. He's not a good captain. Um, interested to see what people's take on it, this is and yours, because for me, 
yeah, I don't think he is a good captain at the moment, but I think the more prevalent problem is that he's not playing well, but there seems to be a curse around the Manchester United captaincy um, and it's been going on for a while. Maguire's a better player without it. Rooney yeah. became a worse player with it and Bruno is gradually sinking by the week with it as well. I think that, the, the well, not that he's bothered what I think, but the more damning statement for me is that I still don't associate him with being a captain. Like for me, he's just, you know, there's that classic image that we have probably as English, British people of the Terry Butcher up, uh, wrapped around the head, soaking in blood. And I'm not saying he should be doing that every weekend. He'll be allowed. He'll be, ta- he'll be, He'll be taking off blood substance institution yeah. um but i think with there's an ambassador role isn't there like people have club captains and then you just want one man that you can trust and that's being uh an ambassador for your club on and off the pitch and at the moment he sort of was doing off the on the pitch now he's not doing either is he no and uh, my, my big thing is if you take the captaincy of him and again it, you know i hate saying this and people don't like me saying it Account opinion without accountability, Will. This mm. is prevalent in the world that we operate in now. People are very happy to project their opinions, but when you make them be accountable about them, they go, well, that's probably not true. And the problem with saying Bruno shouldn't be captain of Man United is, fine, who you're, who you're going to replace him with because there are no leaders in that dressing room. You feel it should be Marcus Rashford, and then that's another debate in on itself, isn't it? No, I'm not saying with everything that we know now, but in terms of he that, couldn't lead a dog. Well, I mean, we'll come on to captains in a bit, but like in terms of that local lad, you know, the Carragers, the the Gerrards of Liverpool, and leading them forward, like having someone like that who has stayed with the club, come from the academy, and I think the exciting thing is, like, could Maynu be the next captain of, yeah. of Manchester United? Could any of those youngsters coming through? So, also, would it? free Fernandez it's not so much like Rashford but wonder if it would free Fernandez any more of just that burden of captaincy going I think you're definitely better without it but I mean Rashford's not a captain he couldn't captain a dinghy on a duck pond he'd be wow. he's it, it, just not a leader no. he, he can't lead himself um, you know you've got like people like Casemiro and Varane but they're not long term so what's the point in doing it it's a short it's a stopgap I and think that would be a good stopgap now because you know Bruno it, wouldn't take it well though uh, yeah, but it's his fault. Was that if how I said it? you're being replaced by Lars, Will's really worried about his future now. It was a joke, um, but don't get too comfortable. You never know. Anyway. God, that, no, no, that was more menacing. That uh, was ominous. Uh, uh, I've played the game. So top five Premier League captains at the moment. This is this is this has been brought around around the Bruno conversation because absolutely there's two names for me that should be in the top five captains in the Premier League, and they're not Bruno Fernandez, Thiago Silva, Wes Morgan, Tim Sherwood. They don't play anymore. Oh, I thought we were hey, doing. And all you time. are going to get the sack. What are you talking about? A top five Premier Leagues of all time. No, no sorry, I thought, we were, that I thought we were right jumping now. onto the other one. Sorry, I was just really too excited about, about all time. Um, no, I think for me, Van Dijk, yes, hundred percent. Did you? What I didn't you, say Van Dyke. What did you say? Sorry, I said there's the two place. that should be. Oh, get out. Niall, come out. Top five Premier League captains at the moment. They're not in there. Thiago Silva and Bruno should be in there, but they're not in there for me. Thiago Silva 100% should be because Chelsea are in this dissension period. I think, you know. He's not, though. That's the point. Yeah, exactly. Like, he should be leading that team and like like especially often on the pitch he should be that one there Fernandez yeah I just not bothered by him at all and and but I think they should be in there because they they have the qualities but they're not so for me at the moment let's throw through a few names about I mean like, I definitely have got to say that the best captain in the in the Premier League at the moment I would agree with you is Van Dijk yes I don't, I don't think there's any 
doubt about that. Not just because he, you know, recently bias he scored at the weekend, but I think but that was that. You know, that's, that's captain's cap- performance. He scored two, really. That's like leading you, the youngsters. I know we can mm. go into that all over, but like it just felt like watching him that he was taking that team on his shoulders and mm. saying like we are going to win this. Every corner was a threat. Obviously, they had the one disallowed, but that was a captain's performance, wasn't it? Yeah, and the circumstances really elevate his captaincy because yeah, he's playing with a load of kids and he scores the winning goal. Um, I think I think then it becomes quite interesting because there's a collection and I don't look Van Dyke's the best at the moment how we rank second third fourth is, is irrelevant in a sense but I have got one niche one I want to get in but before we get to that I think you've got to be considering Odegaard at Arsenal you know whether it's a subtle captaincy or not they are very very consistent and he has been the captain I think for the last two years I think yeah. since that a very young captain and a very good captain um I think Son at Spurs since he's come in for Kane, you know, again another subtly good captain. I tell you, he was a subtly good one that's not now and he's suffering. But when Jack Grealish was Villa captain, yeah, that yeah. was the perfect sort of when they had Dean Smith in as manager, who was a local guy. Jack Grealish is the best player and a local guy. As a Blues fan, I was always jealous of that because they that that was just it was just a clear message to send to the fans, wasn't it? Like we get you and we're responding by showing that on the pitch. He's Captain Birdseye now. Yeah. Out in the cold. Oh, he looked so sad the other day. Out in the cold. In the, in the freezer. He's injured again. Yeah, Captain Birdseye. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'd go Son and Van Dyke and Odegaard. And then uh, might be a little bit niche and you might not like it, but making up the top five Premier League captains at the moment, I would say John McGinn at Aston Villa because putting Villa where they are requires consistency and that needs leadership and unity. And then my man... My man, Lewis Dunk at Brighton. I mean, over the years, a consistent captain. They're up there again, scores goals, very well-organised team. I think it's harder to be a good captain in a team that wants to play football than it is in a team that's just, second balls, boot it. Well, it feels like Lewis Dunk should be in that second category, but he's such a fantastic footballer, a good captain. And like this Brighton team, it's unprecedented, isn't it? And he's leading it. And more importantly for you, he's scoring goals. So there you go, our Goldbury Saves Football podcast. Top five Premier League captains at the moment are Lewis Dunk at five, John McGinn at four, Son at three, Odegaard at two, and Van Dyke at one. Get your comments in and let us know what you think. Um, I'm quite happy with that. Any notable shout-outs? I think there was one, but I forget who it was. Was there a notable shout-out for somebody we forgot? Well, we ran down the leagues and we look, We were looking... Well, I mean, we did a, a very quick Google, but... Like, we, we felt it should be Dawson at Wolves, but he's not even the captain. No, that's there was Max a few, Kilman. There was a few, wasn't there? Tom Kearney at, um, Tom yeah. Kearney at Fulham. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle, Kieran Trippier maybe could have... Yeah, fell off a bit. Yeah, he's fallen off a lot. Yeah. Let's get on to the big one. This Let- is the one because you have you have spouted some crap this morning so yeah we're going to do now the top five Premier League captains of all time so you know get right do two comments if you want um yeah I I think that um it's going to be interesting who number one is I know I've got my top three so for me at number five I want to put Wes Morgan in you want to put Steven Gerrard in so a a Premier League captain must win the Premier League. Must Wes win the Morgan. Premier League. Now, if that if that is the defining thing, I'll have to Tony bow Adams. to your yeah. I'll have to bow. Yeah, I'm Gary gonna, Neville. There's definitely other ones. Gary Neville won two, by the way. Well, I had he had four as a club captain. See that that's murky waters. I as think well. it was two as club captain. But well, you're the United. It was fan. towards the end, anyway. So, um, but also with this category that we're doing, Gerard. I think his phenomenal performances came in FA Cup final as a captain, West Ham, obviously Istanbul captain. So are you allowing me to bring those ones in or are we just saying Premier League? 
No, no, you've got to be Premier League. But I, th- I suppose the interesting point, ladies and gentlemen, is that do you need to win the Premier League to be the best, one of the best captains in the Premier League era? And I would actually fairly say, I'm being a bit of banter here saying Wes Morgan. I mean, it was great what they did in one season. But I would say, if I was being honest, Steven Gerrard is a better captain than Wes Morgan in the Premier League era because it's not his fault they didn't win the Premier League. Although it partially is, he did slip. But across a longer period of time, you know, do you need to win the? I don't think you have to win the Premier League to be the one of the best Premier League. No, captains. because you know there's some fantastic stories lower down the league that I won't cover because you'll tell me off. But like you know, some of the best stories have come from relegation battles. You think of that West Brom team that stayed up when they were on uh, bottom at Christmas and people that led that. But I think Gerard would have to be in there. But my sort of argument for him was think of the crap that he's had to play with over the years yeah, yeah. and bring up. But then you could say like a Wes Morgan Leicester City team should not be winning the Premier League when it did. So that argument falls on its sword. So Tony Adams though, I mean that yeah, that good. one 97, 98, the first one they ever did it. Captain's performance. Steve Bruce, you know, the Premier League started in 1992. Yeah, it did, Martin. And he scored two big goals yeah. on the way to our first Premier League title. So, you know, a lot of a lot, a lot of you uh, viewers would have been up your mum's chuff again, but uh, the Premier League did start in 1992. We need to get you a up your mum's chuff t-shirt, I think. That would sell well. Yeah. That would be nice. Like, but, you, but with up your mum's chuff words and then some sort of like image of oh, that. I saw somebody again, a little Twitter clip the other day, somebody was talking about, you know, Van Dyke being the best Premier League centre-back um, that could play across all eras. And the only problem was the two people speaking probably didn't start watching the Premier League until about 2015. I'm like, you know, you've missed, how can you talk about eras when you haven't watched eras? I inv- we uh, I think I invented a brand new game the other day. I went around my friends. We had a few Guinness, Guinai, is that, is that the plural? Don't know. Okay, we'll carry on. Uh, sat watching 97, 98 Premier League years. You have to guess the goal scorer before it goes in and you just bring up some great names. You've got Middlesbrough, go, Brian Dean, uh, and you're just shouting some great names. So uh, get involved and I can copyright that. Oh, well, get in the comments as well, because I guarantee when we're talking about Gerard and he never won a Premier League, and I think I will put him in at fifth because he was a very good Premier League captain, um, and you don't need to win it to be there, I agree. But there's got to be some really niche captains that captained a Premier League club for many years and was a really good captain. And I'm thinking, you know, there might be a West Ham captain or an Everton captain or a Southampton. There might be some really niche names that we we haven't considered. That You know, Stuart Pearce was a very good captain in the early years. Yeah. Of the, well, no, no, actually, he wouldn't have been because that was... No, but you think, you know, you mentioned Nin- It was 92, wasn't it? So yeah. he'd, he'd have been finished by then. He would have been more Division 1. But there, there, were, there, were, there were, when I was growing up, captaincies was really big. Like, you know, Gary Lineker was a captain for Spurs and, um, yeah, Brian Robson, obviously, as well, at United. But you mentioned those, so like Southampton had that sort of two or three year period, didn't they? Like with Pochettino, when they had that amazing team. And I can't remember who was captain there. Would it have been Van Dyke maybe to start with? Mm, and maybe. maybe Schneiderlin. Morgan Schneiderlin played for Man United. That's but I, I reckon there might be some Premier League captain that captained their club for about 690 games or something like that, who never won Shearer? anything. Shearer was probably a captain as well, yeah. So yeah, look, we'll put Gerard in there as the sort of representative of not winning a Premier League, but there's probably some there. Get in the comments. Have a look on that one. In at number four, we both put Patrick Vieira. 
Yep. Yeah, he's won a couple, I think. And he was a very good captain around that late 90s. I don't know whether he was a captain in the late 90s, but certainly in the early noughties, I think he was the captain of the Yeah, he played in the first Premier League win, obviously, and then was captain for the last two. Yeah, well done to Vieira. Number three, um, look, we have to put an asterisk next to this. I mean, I don't like, I'm not comfortable putting him in there, to be honest. Um, hashtag uh, 115. But it's uh, Vincent Company because he won it four times, apparently. And that is a man you could say similar to Van Dyke, where you've seen him come in and maybe it took him a little bit longer, but changed the complete culture and, you know, bought into everything. And no matter what manager it was, he was setting the precedent. And also with those sort of things, it shouldn't come down to one moment, but when we're speaking about goal. it, the Leicester yeah. goal yeah. is absolutely fantastic. So what a goal. Did, did you see the other day that someone had highlighted, there's a, it was like, imagine if you're this guy and then they freeze frame the Vincent company shot because, you know, it's backing onto stand. It's just a guy walking out early to get to his car. Oh, a Pratt. Pine Pratt. Pine Pratt. But, but I seem to remember, was that the season when Liverpool and we, we slipped up? So, they no, 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 no. That was, uh, they, they Liverpool ran them close, but it was that game that sort of ended the tide of that. Yeah, because I remember I partially, not, I wouldn't say I celebrated it, stop, but, I, yeah. but I did want them to win. That, and I thought that Liz, Leicester were going to stop them. That week, the Monday Vincent Company scored against Leicester to win the title. The Tuesday Liverpool beat Barcelona 4-0 in that amazing game. And the Wednesday was Tottenham beating Ajax in that amazing comeback. Bloody hell. What year was that then? Two, 2018, 2019. 18. Oh, was that recent? Yeah. I thought it was, I've always thought it was a bit earlier than that. Yeah. yeah, so we'll put Vincent Company in there. But of course, we have to be fair, there is, a, there is a star and an asterisk next to it with a 115. And ultimately, if those charges get proven, we will be removing him because you've got them all by cheating. Uh, in at number two, this is where it gets controversial because there's two real candidates here. One of them actually incredibly won more than the other one. I always thought Roy Keane was the most decorated Premier League captain, with, but apparently it's John Terry with five. However, I'm putting John Terry in at number two. Very, very good captain. Whatever you think about him off the pitch, very good player, very, very good captain. I have to go Roy Keane at number one because Roy Keane was the general. He was the manager. He was Sir Alex on the pitch. And yeah, I just think Roy Keane is the best captain we've ever seen in the Premier League. And to, and, and also doing it in the midfield, you have more of a more of a control on the defence and the attack. It's a more rounded um, leadership but I must admit, John Terry will probably get the... I might even do this as, a, as the either-or on the Spotify poll because I think it is really, really close. But I have to go Roy Keane. Are you downgrading John Terry because when he was a captain, obviously, infamously, he came out in full kit and lifted the Champions League trophy? Uh, Roy, now, Roy Keane certainly wouldn't do that, would he? he? definitely I think he was trying to like nonsense. keep himself away from like, when, the treble night, nonsense. wasn't he? Of, like, yeah. You think of those pictures of them lifting the trophy. Yeah, he stayed Keane, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There's some footage of him in the... Uh, in the in the dressing room actually in the new camp he's just like sort of on the periphery he didn't want to be with which, which is weird because all right you missed the final but there's there's more to it yeah, than oh, that yeah. um but yeah no i i think john terry was very very good um i can't knock that very very good captain but i'd have to go roy Keane because i just think that the only reason he didn't win more as a captain was because he didn't get the captaincy until you know certain players moved on but also he could have had longer. Because it was Cantona, I think, up until 97, probably. But could he not have had more if he hadn't have been, you know, what he did, some can agree with and some don't. But if he wasn't as petulant, could he have stayed on at Man United and won more? I think he was probably done by then, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then, you know, uh, also people would say, well, look, if Keane was so good at being a captain, John Terry got it at a younger age because he was a better captain. So, look, I can, I can see the arguments. Where would you go? I would go John Terry mm. uh, again. 
on the field stuff but even like you think of the ups and downs in terms of even the on-field stuff with like the redemption arc of that winning the Champions League but they're not playing in it but they're missing that penalty against Manchester United Love it. you've got a big smile on your face again you know Manchester United by the sort of Roy Keane era and definitely the end of it were associated with winning and there was a built-in mentality there like when John Terry takes over that captaincy at Chelsea they're starting in this new period from scratch and he was there for the whole of that and that that's a big big run and to do that on top I think that's why I'd put him number one there you go get involved in the poll and give us your thoughts on Spotify for that one um let's come back to reality then I enjoyed that little section you know I know there's a lot of things that we do around that but actually I think that's quite a topical thing to do around who are the you know leadership's very much in 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 the in thing at the moment especially around the drop off with the likes of Bruno Fernandes and Thiago Silva and you know it's nice we'll, to shout um, some players do you think that. in the future we'll actually have captains go like they're almost just like a paper title because in rugby it's such a clear thing of like mm. referees bring them in where in football I feel like it's a, a lot of the time it's a bit of a paper title well, I think it is because I don't think many people are good at it. No, I, I think I think it's it can be a massive differential if you have got good captains. When you think about the Puyols on on the continent and the Manaldinis and the Ramoses, I don't think it's like you don't need one. I just think there's a real lack of them. I think it's a massive thing to have a, a Roy Keane or a John Terry or a Steven Gerrard or a Vincent Company because you can just. You, they're leaders of men yeah. and, and, and and they can influence referees but they can influence results um, that's why I almost think we're in the perfect scenario with England just to get him well, one mention on the podcast a week like Jude Bellingham is the perfect England captain going forward I think the thing about England is they've got a lot of leaders in that team yeah Declan Rice John but I wouldn't Stones. put Harry Kane as the premium armband leader no no, I, I don't really like A lot like of people strikers. speak well about him. No, I think Harry Kane leads by example and he's a good captain, but I've never really been a big fan of strikers being the captain anyway. No, no, no. Because you're sort of shouting back at everyone. Hey, yeah, you track yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you bloody glory boy. Yeah, Why don't yeah. you track back? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm the glory boy. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you're rolling your sleeves up as a centre-back or a centre-mid, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, no. all action. Yeah. 2026, Jude will be lifting it. Lovely stuff. Um, Mark, if it's all right for you, I'd like to hear from our halftime sponsors. Let's go to a few either-ors because there are games. We've spoken about the Manchester Derby before we do Goldbridge. In fact, actually, let's do Pratt of the Week because we've got a bit of a bonus Pratt of the Week. Um, I just wanted to throw one in very topically about VAR. Um, I don't really understand why Van Dijk's goal in the Carabao Cup was ruled out. Um, I don't think you can predict where Colwell's going to run to. That's, you know, this is football, isn't it? And Great video game, that. And I don't remember it. This is football. It's the no. first game you could uh, dive on. If you press like R2 and L2, you could dive. Lovely and stuff. if you did it well, you could get a free kick. The cheating started there. But I don't think in football we should be turning it into the NFL. It's either a foul or it's offside. We don't need to go, well, I think he might have been um, fouled before and he would have won the header. That's that's not what football's about. We always want to give the goal. But then it was compounded by the cup tie between Man United and Forest, where, you know, cross comes in, Casemiro scores, the cross comes to Casemiro first, and then they're looking at an offside because Varane blocks a Forest runner who's never going to get on the end of the cross because... He's nowhere near it. But then um, the frustrating thing is, you, they tell you in commentary because they're getting the feed that they've ruled Varane out very quickly, rightly or wrongly so, 
So what are they looking at for the next three minutes? No. It's ridiculous. It just takes so long. And the people in the ground suffer. I mean, you're suffering at home, so you know you're suffering in the ground because they don't get what we get. I mean, it's like Screenshots FC at the moment, isn't it? Morgan mm. Gibbs-White did it on his Instagram comparing the Liverpool-Chelsea final to that one, which as a Forest player, you can understand. Like, that's it neither makes sense. Neither makes sense. Fernandez puts get Casemiro gets the red card last year. Fernandez is getting choked yeah. by Kane or slash The Undertaker. Yeah. Hey, it's just yeah, it's just mind-numbingly bad. You make a good point about that because you know what we won the game and I couldn't, I really didn't care, and a lot of people were going on about it, and I really didn't care. But you're right, we've become so apathetic to it now that you sort of like go, they're just incompetent. Like you, you know, a few months ago we'd have been, oh, this is switch it off, this that and the other. But how has VAR looked at him, grabbing him round the neck and gone? Well, I mean, they must have just gone, leave it. Yeah. It's a cup tie, it doesn't matter. But you can't do that. You either got the rules or you don't. So that that for me is unfortunately another. PGMOL Pratt of the week, you know, again, you're not going to get away with it. We're here to save football, you're idiots. Well, we did speak at the start of the season. I don't know if you remember, like, we'll do an end of season award, but the the Ballon, what do we, the Ballon de Pratt? No, it was better than that. The Pratt, Pratty, Pratty. Someone in the chat will remember. We El had a Prattior. No, it wasn't that. El Prattior. Bellend yeah. or. Bellendor, yes, yeah. well done, well remembered. Um, so I was I think, just looking at you and I thought, yeah. What, oh, what could, must be that. Yeah right on my head um, what was I going to say Rio Ferdinand we finished the podcast on Monday it goes out Tuesday morning you yeah. think oh that's quite a quick turnaround well a lot can be said um, you added me in a tweet I was like oh god what's gone on here have I forgotten something no uh, Rio Ferdinand said that Arteta would run to Manchester United to be the next manager was that the direct quote yeah you know what this is, and I've got to be very careful because Rio is a legend of Manchester United, I believe. I think he was a fantastic defender that would, would thrive in the modern game. You know, I preferred Vidic, but in the modern game, Vidic doesn't work as well as Rio. Rio is ahead of his time, is a very, very good defender. But obviously, a lot of people have got their opinion of him off the pitch. You know, apparently we were buying guitar when he got off his train in the summer, you know, and now he's saying stuff like this. I just, I don't get it. I really don't get it. It's almost like either in his head or people around him are saying, you need to be a little bit more viral. You don't, you've got a job on TNT, you're, you're an ex-player, that's your thing. And you're quite, you're quite individualistic in that. You know, yeah. you're very different to Gary Neville or Roy Keane or whatever. You've got your thing, you've got your audience. Now, I, I would suspect if you asked him about it, he'd probably say, oh, I was just doing it for the banter. But you don't need to do it. Like, but you, can you, you don't not... need to do that. Yeah. It's a stupid comment and you can't just brush it off as banter. And he, and again, he did it with the guitar thing. He was, he, was, he was on a train station. I'm hearing in the next 24 hours or something we're going to... And we didn't. It's like, why are you getting involved? Why are you trying to be from Brizio Romano? Why are you trying to be some prat on, you know, YouTube who says something stupid for views? It's just... It, it just diminishes what he actually is. But also, is he not allowed to... Like, I, I imagine if he's doing TNT, he's doing the other serious stuff, when he gets the YouTube stuff and like he's with mates, it might just be letting his hair down a little bit and having that Do you think sort... he believed it? Um, I don't know. Might I would just... hope he didn't believe it. I well, mean, I, we, we... I, I, I think it's silly banter because he's but, better than that. But if he believed it, that's that's even worse. But we've. I think it's just fine to have a bit of fun, isn't it? Well, I, I get it you. It's different for you because it's from a Manchester United perspective, but I just feel like he's probably in a bit more of a relaxed setting. TNT is hey, quite stringent. Yeah, look, maybe I, I think there's an Arsenal fan on there, isn't there? So maybe it's just about winding them up. And I get yeah. that. I get that. But obviously, I don't watch it really um, for, for obvious reasons. And I don't, you know, maybe it was said in jest, but I suppose the bottom line is it's a nonsense comment. Like, there's yeah. no way Arteta would leave. It's like saying Bruno Fernandes would leave Manchester United to go and play for Liverpool. 
He, he just won't do it. And like Wayne I, Rooney saying he wants to be a Manchester United manager. The guy's got a fucking no chance. Yeah, but he wants to be a Man City coach as well. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, look, there are, look there, you know what? In fairness, there are, let's not let's not be dishonest about this. There are manage, there are players who are legends of clubs who are more than happy to go and play for a rival, like yeah. um, Mark Hughes. Came through the United Youth setup, played a lot of games for us. Managed Man City, seemed to have a bit of an issue with United later on in life. Peter so, Schmeichel, yeah, he he did it as well. So it can happen. Craig but, Gardner, but Mikel Arteta yeah. is not going to leave Arsenal to go and manage Manchester United. No, remember that was a weird day, wasn't it? When Klopp announced, and then the day later that story came out for an hour that Arteta was leaving. Remember yeah, that? still could happen, mate. Still could happen. Still could happen. Um, I'd like to put Wayne Rooney in there just because again he keeps banging the drum of obviously he went on the overlap and said. Um, all the fans were against him for his whole time there, which is nonsense. It goes on uh, the game last night, says the same thing again. But he, every time he goes on, it's like the PR train for Wayne Rooney is absolutely unbelievable. He's on like some sort of like, you know, when presidents come out of office and they start doing all the talk shows, it's like that. It's like trying to bring him back up to... I'd love Rooney to come on there. I mean, he never would, but I'd oh, love and I'd, I'd absolutely this. melt like shit and shake his hand yeah. and say, thank you for That's the job you've done. I'd yeah. love it. I'd love it. I'd, say, I'd just... bring him in as a surprise as well. <laughs> I'd go, well, let's look who it is. Dwayne Rooney. And I'd say, go on. Put him up against I'd the say, wall. listen here, you fucking knobhead. Yeah. Um, but no, I just think he's just not being held accountable for something, yes, not very serious, but this notion that he was booed and everything from day one to the end, people got behind him. People wanted him to do well. I remember the day I tweeted when we were 2-0 up against Ipswich, Wayne Rooney's Birmingham in gear. You replied, it went off everywhere and we drew 2-2 and I looked like a massive prat. Yeah, I remember that. So I think he just needs to maybe just not even speak about it. Just be like... Well, I suppose that the different difficulty for someone like Wayne Rooney is, I mean, I really like him and I wanted him to do well at Birmingham. Uh, but it, it's what's he going to do next? And I suppose... You know, the best the best politicians do it, don't they? When you're looking to get re-elected or whatever like that, it's about deflecting. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. if he wants to get back in, and I think he, you know, he will want to get back into, I don't think the media is the way for him to go at the moment. Um, so I think that for that him... law degree might be. I think I think he wants to get back into coaching, doesn't he? And, and to do that, you've got to sort of... Look, whoever was at fault, I think Birmingham themselves would, would expect Rooney to be throwing a few shots at them and that's just the way it'll be and I'm, I'm not expecting him to go on and go look guys I was awful because yeah, you're, you not gonna get a job you're never going to get a job again and like there were circumstances that weren't working towards him but just this notion that the fans were against him from the start absolutely this is a long was. Birmingham City section that you've slipped back in well it's in. Wayne Rooney though so that's what was what oh, you're trying to get him in Pratt of the Week yeah that's what I'm trying to do no 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 you, you lot can vote Pratt of the Week this week because I think all three are good contenders yep. but for me it would be you know, maybe there is a bit of a subject, uh, subcontext to uh, to Rio's. I'd be happy to say PGMOL again because I think it's just, but it's a bit of a boring topic. Talking of which, we do need your input on something as well. We were talking about this earlier. Let's just throw it in. This is what we do. Uh, 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 freestyler. What are you going to do, David Brent, then? No. Um, we obviously put the podcast out on Spotify at seven o'clock on a Tuesday morning and a Friday morning. And we're thinking, because it's possible, that we put it out on a Monday at five o'clock and on a Thursday at five o'clock. Because obviously the Friday show is a you know a bit of a preview to the weekend. So if you get it out on Thursday at five, a bit more, more time for people to uh, listen to it. And also on a Monday, although it's not massively topical. It probably suits to be more out on a Monday. So let us know in the chat. Um, yeah, we're not taking anything away from you. We're actually giving no. you some extra time. Yeah, we're giving you some more extra time. And uh, we, we're thinking that Monday on, Monday at five o'clock and uh, Thursday at five o'clock instead of 7am on a Tuesday and on a Friday. Let us know in the comments. Uh, appreciate that. Either or's, 
Yeah, there's some... Well, let's focus on the title race as well. Monday night football is Sheffield United versus Arsenal. Now, that just feels like an absolute Timmy tapping, doesn't it, for Arsenal? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's one of those where I'm, I instantly thought, do I do a watch-along for that on that football? And I thought... The most exciting things are some of these Monday night stuff is the... I, I just really like the coverage from 6.30 to late with Jamie Carragher. I know he went into Manchester United this time. I do like Carragher, but I, you know what I felt this week? I nearly put him in as part of the week, actually. Right. Um, but I couldn't do on Tuesday because we'd already recorded it. But he, I like Carragher. I think he's like any pundit, they're not perfect. But what really got on my nerves about Carragher this week on Monday Night Football was it was like he'd solved, you know, it's like he'd found the gold. I found it. He was like getting really excited. The midfield gap is massive. You know, high, low block, high, it's ridiculous. And I'm like, yeah, We've literally been talking about this on the United Stand for about six months. Yeah. Not not me. I, I didn't solve it. Like the whole chat, everybody can see it. And he was like, you can't do it. And I'm like, yeah, but if he doesn't do that at home, he's parking the bus against Fulham at home. And then you're going to go, you can't do that. So it's like... Catch 22. Yeah. it's Yeah. But it, it was good. But I think he felt it acted like he'd, he'd solved the problem when a lot of people had. Well, it's in that tricky space, isn't it? Because of, I mean, this is a different chat for a different day, but like... If you're a Man United fan and you're diehard, you're like going to the United stand to watch your stuff. If you're a fan of tactics, there's so many great people that can provide that instantaneously. So when you get round to a Monday night football... Yeah, it's if, caters if, for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. people will just watch that and they won't watch other good stuff, will they? So no. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I'd fancy Arsenal in that. Who've Liverpool got this weekend? Liverpool are away at Nottingham Forest. First-hand experience of that. The only... I mean, Liverpool need to win. My only... My only issue with that is is just availability. I mean, I thought I actually thought they did well in the cup to beat Southampton, who are a good championship side, yeah. and that's a fantastic result from Liverpool again. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd expect them to win that, but it, you know they they are really threadbare. The we like to pick a sort of hipsters derby of the weekend, not a derby, but a game that you know maybe not everyone's throwing their attention to. And the one that caught my eye is Newcastle United versus Wolverhampton Wanderers. Is this the three o'clock? This is the three o'clock oh. on Saturday. What are the three o'clock on Saturday? So the three o'clock on Saturday are Everton West Ham, Fulham Brighton, Newcastle Wolves, Forest Liverpool, Tottenham Crystal Palace. I tell you what, there's no half twelve game, is there? No. Yeah, well, join me on that football on Saturday afternoon because we've got a new bit of kit that actually puts up all the scores from three o'clocks on next to me. Oh, lovely! And changes, and I'm doing three o'clock this oh, weekend be because there's some good ones. Yeah, so yeah. I'm, uh, that'll probably be the featured one, really, yeah. because we yeah. get all the goals going in. Well, as well, Wolves is ahead of Newcastle, isn't it, at the moment? Wolves, yeah, Wolves are in eighth at the moment. And the great thing about Wolves and Brighton and Newcastle is if, if any if they win. They can close it on United, who are probably going to drop points against City again. Well, seventh is going to be a European spot, isn't it? And maybe yeah. eighth could be that. But so if you just said to Wolverhampton Wanderers, who I had in 18th place at mm. the start of the season, and a lot of people were putting them down the bottom, that, you know, they're above... Wolves are above Newcastle and Chelsea right now. Yeah. That's and, a big... and for whatever you think of football, that is a great story. I, I've learnt my lesson, don't... When you think Newcastle might get beat at St James's Park, completely back them. So I'm going to go Newcastle to beat Wolves. But I agree, it, it's a massive game and, and Wolves are capable of winning it. And Gary Gary O'Neill has been getting his flowers this week and with a certain position at a national Beat Brighton in the Cup as well, didn't they? Coming up, yeah. So they, they've got a quarter-final. I think they've got Coventry. So then they've Semi-final. Another Wembley appearance. Yeah. Um, with, you know, Gary O'Neill, don't know if it's because of not being an attractive footballer, but like... He could be in the running for that next England job. I tell you what, Deserby's a bit overrated, isn't he? I mean, I do like him, but he is a bit overrated in the sense that these results that they have, bad ones like Luton, sort of get swept under the carpet, don't they? Yeah, like, but... but I know Wolves are a good team and I'm not saying it's a shock, but again, 
what's the Deserbi obsession? Because Barcelona want him and um, apparently Liverpool want him. Some United fans want him. And I look at it and I go, hmm, you know what? He... He, he he might be, a, in a sense, a little bit overrated. but I think he needs a third season. But Brighton a seventh. Yeah, no, he's what, doing good. What do you want good. him to do? No, I, I think it's good, but I think they could have done better. I don't think. I think I think he's underrated. I think he's, uh, I think, he's, I think he's where he should be. I think he's a victim of his success. No, that's what I mean. I think he should, I think, I, I, for me, with Deserby, I'm like that. He's not underrated. He's not overrated. I'm you, like that. No, I, I wouldn't give him the bloody Barcelona job is what I'm trying to say. I'd, I'd wait another... I certainly wouldn't give him the Liverpool job or the Man United job. I'd be like... No, he needed that. Do another year. Yeah. Because you had a good year, a tough year. What do you do in your third year? Yeah, but is it a, a Brighton a seventh? That's not... I'd, I'd still say that's a great for them. No, but I think based on this season, when you look at what Spurs and Villa have done and, and United a sixth... No, I... I, I, I think... I think Brighton could have been a little bit better. I know they've had injuries and I know they're in Europe, but they've dropped some silly points. They've dropped some silly points, but also you, and this is the only sort of um, analysis that I can do in terms of Brighton. I remember drawing my drink. Is going, up, being Brighton on football manager, you think, great, but trying to replicate what Deserby's actually done is an absolute fucking nightmare. It's really hard. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him his credit there. Okay. Um, the 5.30s Luton Villa. Don't know Not who's decided that. that. And then uh, could, could be, look, up the Luton. I'd love Luton oh, to get some. There we go. What week three of you jumping on the train? Is it? Yeah, but I, I need I need Villa to drop some points. Yeah, you do. they won't. They'll get, they'll be two 0 up after ten minutes. Villa Villa's midfield at the moment without Kamara. I know that was a big loss, but Ramsey, Tillemans, McGinn, Luis. The balance is just lovely, and Torres is back. I expect them to win that comfortably. Well, speaking about something that's not in the balance at the moment, and hopefully it does go back to Goldbridge. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's that time of the week. Uh, we went into last week, it was 38-34 in favour of you. Yeah. We went niche. Uh, Loz was reviewing our picks. There were some corkers in there. You scored points. We both scored points, remarkably, from the Crystal Palace game where you had Mateta and I had Jordan Ayew, which Mad. was fantastic scenes. Then it, I think Brighton... What had happened at three o'clock? Because I... Oh, I was watching Blues and I was like, I'll oh, just check live score. Lewis Dunk scored in the 95th minute to give you your first defender of the season. I didn't give a shit though because Man United were losing to Fulham. Yes. So I wasn't, I didn't care. I was like, whatever. Um, so you got three points and Jose Sarr got a clean sheet for Wolverhampton Wanderers. So you scored five and I just got another point for Edison. So going into this five, week. Two. Yeah. So it's Goldbridge 43, Brazier 36. Well, I'm going to freestyle this on purpose then. I haven't even given it any thought because I'm just sort of like, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like playing the kids uh, nice. when when the season's not even over. I'm just going to win the title here. So I'm freestyling this. Yeah. Um, lovely stuff. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Liverpool against Nottingham Forest. I mean, it's really hard because you just don't know who's going to pick score, but I'm going to go Louis Diaz. Okay. First pick number week for me is Jared Bowen. Jared Bowen, who are they playing? They are playing Everton away. Okay, second pick for me, I'm going to go to Newcastle versus Wolves and I don't even know again who's going to play in this game, but I'm going to go Anthony Gordon. Okay, nice. Uh, second pick for me is a Tottenham Hotspur player. They are at home to Crystal Palace. I've gone with Charleston. Yeah, I, I've gone Tottenham against Crystal Palace. And no, you've not, you've not gone. You've just made up in your head because yeah. I've said Tottenham. That's just, I'm running out of games. Uh, I'll go Tottenham, Crystal Palace and I'm going to go with Son. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to keep mine in order because you're all over the place. Number three for me, Luton Town versus Aston Villa. I'm going for Leon Bailey. Oh, I'm surprised you're not going for Watkins. No. 
Um, I'm going to go with the... Kenilworth Road. No, Ollie Watkins. I'm, I'm yeah. not going No, I'm trying to give you a chance here. I'm going to go to... Uh, name me a three o'clock game that I haven't discussed. Um, Fulham versus Brighton. Fulham versus <laughs> Brighton. I'm going to go... He's not fit. I would go Pedro. So I'm going to go... I just... He's, he's scoring loads of goals, that Muniz player. I'll yeah, go yeah. in. I'll okay. go in. Uh, pick number four for me is Bakayo Saka to score against Sheffield United. Okay, I'm going to go Manchester Derby because I support United and I'm going to go for a goal for Marcus Rashford. Wow. Uh, that is, That's come the on. narrative. That is like amazing if it comes off. Could be a double fist pump on the stream if that goes yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, pick number five for me, same game, Phil Foden. Lovely stuff. Good pick, yeah. I'd fancy it might, get, might be a few more in that. Yeah. Um, that's five each isn't it yeah. you started defender I've had my first defender of the season could you go back to back yeah I'm actually going to go um, i probably go to yeah I'm going to go Man United are crap on corners so I'm going to go Man City and I'm going to go with um, Akanji nice I'm... he might not be fit actually I don't know yeah I think I'll give you a, give you a chance do you want to go like Nathan Aki or something um, Diaz Diaz okay I'll go for Craig Dawson, I've put down here to score against Newcastle. Yeah, okay. Keeper, I've gone for Raya. Yeah, I can't go Edison again because that's silly. I'm actually going to go... Oh, again, I don't know whether who's going to be in goal in that game, so I can't go with that one. I will go with... Um, I'm gonna go, uh, yeah, yeah, I fancy this. I'm going to go... Well, who will be in goal for Newcastle? Again, it's... Uh, the well, two... Debravka saved the penalty in the week. Yeah, but Debravka, yeah, I'll go in. Yeah, he's yeah, back. Uh, yeah, okay. Why Debravka. am I helping you? Because... You, you're nice. I am too nice sometimes. Yeah, Depravka, I, th- I think that game might be like 1-0 tight. I, I, Newcastle. I, I put the last the last 15 of that FA Cup game on on Wednesday or Tuesday whenever it was. Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. like basketball game. Absolutely brilliant. It was good. They were unlucky. Um, brilliant weekend coming up. I'm excited. Yeah. We've got Southampton at home which we'll probably lose. Yeah, well, look, don't forget to get in the comments. Uh, We've done top five Premier League captains at the moment and ever. Give you top fives there. Uh, Also, let us know about the podcast, whether you'd like it on a Friday, uh, sorry, on a Thursday at five instead of a Friday at seven and the same with a Monday instead of a Tuesday. And as always, lots for you to get your comments in on. Uh, Big weekend and we will be back, of course, at the week, uh, uh, start of next week. And join us on That's Football All the Night Stand over the weekend. You're very welcome. Thank you. I'll be joining you. Bye. Bye.